Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. This week, uh, we've got some banger new features in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> nice. Huge. Uh, can't, I can't tell you how excited <laughs> It's that. been so the whole episode. Years. That's all we're talking about. And that's about. it. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> 37 now, uh, years. <laughs> Dolly 3 is also out in the wild. Uh, we had an Amazon event this week with a bunch of new products. There's also a whole mess of Xbox leaks. But first, we should just get to uh, some Apple updates because there's some new stuff. The uh, cat's out the bag. We are testing the new stuff now. Some people have published their reviews already. Ours are still in the works by the time this episode comes out. But it's true. I've been testing the iPhone 15 Pro for about, by the time you hear this, about a week, almost a week and a half, two weeks now. Mm. Almost two, like a week and a half, I think. Yeah. Because it was uh, the beginning of last week. And now, oh, it's, it's two no, weeks by the time it comes by out. By the time this comes out, it's a week and a half, it was, right? It was Wednesday. Yeah, a yeah, week, a week, week and, and a half. half. Yeah, about, yeah. yeah. It was Wednesday. Anyway, Tuesday. so that's that was out. a long also, week. Apple Watch Series 9. I'm wearing the pink one for you video listeners. You can, uh, <laughs> video viewers, you can see it. For your audio listeners, I'll just tell you I'm wearing a pink watch right now. Nice. Sick band. It's going well. Yeah, I've got the the recycled band. The on. Nike, what do they call that? The Nike Sport Band, Sport right? Band, yeah. And it's, as we mentioned last time, made up of a bunch of flecks of a bunch of old recycled sport bands, uh, which is pretty cool. So no two are alike. They're all unique. I just, I'm not over the fact that it's a completely carbon neutral product. And I, I I know we talked about this last time, but I just wanna stress, that's the entire life cycle of the product. So emissions, electricity, energy, materials, construction, packaging, shipping, and then all of the electricity used during the lifetime of the ownership of the device. All of it is what they're claiming is carbon neutral. I need to know how they're doing this. That's so much. It's got to be mostly credits, right? Uh, well, there are some things that are genuinely easier, like instead of using uh, new aluminum, they can use recycled aluminum. And there's a bunch of pieces that they showed me from the housing of the vibration motor to the the outside of this thing, the buttons, it's all like recycled aluminum. That all makes sense. But the then boxing. it's just like, how do you control all of the trucks that it gets delivered on? How do you control all yeah. of the Apple stores that you sell it in that keep the lights on 24-7? Like, how do you control the the grid that I'm plugging my 
wall brick into that I'm getting electricity from when I charge it. There's, yeah. It's an enormous, complex puzzle to like guarantee that it's a carbon neutral product for everyone. Yeah, it's crazy. funny because you can't create energy, right? So the idea that if you're charging the device through the life cycle of the product, it's like Talks Apple couldn't create energy out of nothing. Yeah. But they have some sort of credit that they're counting it against. Mm -hmm. um, and they had a very funny note, too, where they were like, we managed to fit 25% more Apple Watches on each shipment to each Apple store, which, me which means we're using less emissions. And like, that's true. That's great. <laughs> they're also just reducing shipping costs. Sure. Yeah. Made the box so, smaller. You know, make everybody it wins. Still win -win, make it smaller. It's still too big. Yeah. I yeah, looked at it. It could big. be half the size of You're what right. it is already. You're 100% right. Yeah. But either way. We're, we're testing them. I have some early thoughts on the iPhone 14 and, sorry, 15 and 15 Pro, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's a is. lot of changes. They yeah. are very similar to the previous phones, the main updates being USB-C. I did have a moment. So I am currently test driving a car for autofocus, and I'm going to shoot that entire video on the iPhone 15, but it's the Polestar 2. And the Polestar 2 has a little, uh, when it got dropped off, it has a little cable in it. It's a, a little wired CarPlay connector because this car has CarPlay. Oh no. And I had that moment where I went to plug in the lightning cable no. into the <laughs> iPhone and it didn't work and I was confused for a second and I was like, oh right. Is it hardwired in? No, it's I can unplug it, but I needed my own USB-C cable. Okay. So already in the car when I dropped it off was the last guy had a USB-C to lightning cable. He just left oh. it there and I went to go plug in the iPhone and it didn't work and I was like, Oh, yeah. I need more USB-C cables. The amount of people that are about to be really confused when they at, they bought the new phone, they ask their friend if they can borrow their charger and it doesn't work and they just don't know why mm. is about to be very high. No, yeah. right? Like It's going to happen. No, <laughs> it's going to happen. A non-zero amount of people are going to think that something's wrong. I can finally yeah. help my Apple friends. That's true. True. Look at that. People who come over and say, do you have a charger? I and can now say, in fact. I do. Remember how we were <laughs> trashing on the adapter, though? Mostly because it's thirty dollars. Yeah, which that's is, the yeah, reason. Yeah, that is why we're <laughs> trashing on it. But there is an endless amount of like Ubers with lightning cables sticking out of them, and like accessories yeah. with lightning cables. There, the lightning cables are everywhere. Uh -huh. And so, kind of like we do with thirty pin to lightning, we're gonna have to go through a bit of a, a reckoning again. With all right, there's a wave of new iPhones out there, and none of them can use this port. Yeah. So we better make sure we have USB type C. I guess they already hopefully also have USB type C maybe, but like there's a lot of lightning cables out in the world. At least 30 pin only existed for the first iPhone and the 3G and the 3GS. And then they switched to lightning on the four, right? Is that right? Okay. I think so. So, so yeah. like not, that was only like three models. Yeah. This has been many yeah, models. Four what? had no, 30 yeah. pin. Did it? Four did I'm, have 30 I'm, pin. I'm confident now. I oh. remember seeing it. Yeah, it fits the, the silhouette, As but the, maybe four. 4S or 5? As the resident expert of the iPhone 4. <laughs> From trivia, trivia. You're probably right. Yourself. But, yeah, that's, yeah. but it's not a decade, though. You're right. Your wow. So Crazy. like 1, 2, 3, and 4 versus 4 to 14. That's a, that's a lot of lightning cables. The 4S switched to lightning? So, somewhere in there. No. no. Okay. Was it the 5? Must have been <laughs> It was the beautifully designed iPhone 5. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I don't want to take up all your time. So that's 10... 10 generations. I'm just fact checking. Yes, iPhone 5. Okay. So, so 5 through 15. That's a lot of lightning cables out in the world. Yeah. And uh, all I'm saying is people More are than 10 need... generations because they have the S's. Yeah. So they're either going to need <laughs> a, lot. a bunch of new lightning cables, a bunch of new USB-C cables, or a bunch of adapters. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And they're so going to make a lot of money on those adapters. You've been on the Macs. 
Yeah. Any camera observations with that 5X? Because I know I'm on the regular Pro, yeah. and I still have a 3X, and it's just early observations before I do my side-by-side on computer testing, very similar camera yeah. to last year. I I think this is going to be fairly divisive because you go from a 1X main lens, and then you have that 2X, like, basically sensor level crop that is not mm-hmm. necessarily cropping. It's just kind of using the center pixels. And then from there, all the way to 5X, you're basically doing a digital zoom of sorts. Yeah. So I can we can maybe throw this in the video. I have this example where I took a 4.9X shot and then a 5X shot, and the right. difference in noise is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, and I, I need to like make a graphic for this, but from 0.5X, to 2x they're the same quality yeah they're the same as each other yeah but once you get to 3x three to five over two uh on this phone so i'm just comparing these to each other okay from three to five this will perform better yes then as soon as you get to five that will perform better. yes so if you do a lot of deeper zooms then anything past five you'll want the max Uh uh-huh but if you don't zoom into 5x all the time then you might find that the max is actually a worse one to get. Yeah. I did notice that once you go past five, though, the quality actually falls apart fairly quickly. Oh, interesting. Like, I'm at 15x right now, and this doesn't look good. Mm. It's not great. Yeah, Yeah. Adam looks terrible. Whereas if you look at any... He looks so good. (laughs) Adam looks amazing generally, but he's very noisy in this photo. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's actually... That was funny. Well played. Um... Yeah, any Android phone, not any Android phone, but many Android phones look much better at this than this at this zoom range. Um, so yeah. the 5X lens looks pretty good. I've been doing a lot of testing around Manhattan with the 5X lens, and it is nice for like when you want to shoot photos of things really far away. Yeah. Um, something that was really interesting that they talked in the keynote, they were like, iPhone is a very social camera, so we want it to hit these things. Mm-hmm. And I think by that they mean you take a lot of pictures of people and you take a lot of pictures of food and you take a lot of pictures of pets. Oh, and I okay. think that's what they're saying that most users... Only cats and dogs. Only cats and dogs. <laughs> Not <laughs> raccoons. <laughs> uh, I think they were saying that's mostly what people use their phones for. And so 5X is like, is that still a social lens? I, I oh, feel like 5X is my kids doing something on the playground or playing soccer or something like that that 5x sounds like a great Uh, optical zoom or a great zoom level for like i'm sitting in the stands of an event that's my kid is part of or a a concert a school concert or something like that yeah the funny thing is all the examples that they showed for the 5x lens were like sports photography (laughs) like people swimming really fast people running really fast they were and they were like cropped way in yeah yeah it's interesting. It is interesting. I, I think ultimately we expect the 5X to come to the Pro next year. Yeah. I think that's like I think that'll the happen. classic thing that they do. But it, I think Samsung does a good job where they have, well, wide, they have ultra-wide, wide, 3X, and 10X. Yeah. So they're like, look, if you want 3X, we got you. But if you want deep zoom, we also got I'm you. I'm just really interested as if Apple is ever going to bring a fourth lens. It would make sense because the camera cutout's already square. Why not add another lens into it? What? Like, I understand not wanting Apple not wanting to do the Samsung thing of like five and then have to put another lens yeah. under the already like silhouette they've made. Yeah. But the silhouette is there to have another camera. Well, it's right? funny because the, the idea of having four lenses on an iPhone feels really silly. But also, when the first three camera iPhone came out, we yeah. made all those memes about it being this, like mm-hmm. the, the fryer stove thing, top. the stovetop. Yeah. yeah. We used to have one. So, what's one more? We'll get used to it. But yeah. Um, battery life so far on the pros. 
on the max for me has been like kind of subpar for a max. It gets me barely over 24 hours, which is like cool, but the previous two maxes got me like almost three days. Yeah. So I feel like that A17 Pro is just generally using more power. This is something I think we're converging on because I've also tried to withhold judgment on battery until I'm at least a week in. So I'm eight days in now. And I have not had great days. I've had a lot of normal days and I've had a couple bad days. Yeah. I have not had the normal couple of great days also. Yeah. So I am starting to think, yeah, it is A17 Pro being more power hungry and being able to drop faster. Standby time's still good. Standby time's really good. But it is more powerful chip that can eat power faster. Yeah. Like I went to bed at like 26%. I woke up and it was at 25%. You went to bed at 26%? Yeah. That's terrifying. And you didn't plug it in? No. On purpose. Oh, 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 oh on purpose. Okay. Testing. Oh, testing. Testing. Is your phone your alarm? Uh, yeah. You are bold. That's bold. Well, bold I also man. wake up naturally Anything like before my alarm. under 20%, I'm not going to risk that. <laughs> but 25, 26? <laughs> well, the standby right. time is good. So I went to bed with 26%, woke up at 25. So that was like, okay, I slept like six and a half, seven hours, and it yeah. dropped 1%. But then from the time that I woke up to the time that I got to work, which is like two and a half hours total, it had dropped to 10% battery. Yeah. And that was like me using it most of that time. But I'm on the pro right now. I just did a trip where it was on the wireless charger the entire time. It's 3 p.m. I'm at 44%. That's not as good as it usually is. That's not. Wait, it was on the wireless charger in your car? Yeah. Yeah. There and back? Yeah. And did you fill it up overnight? Yeah, I started with 100 today. Is that what you took video with? Yeah. So taking video is going to burn through. Like I like I said, you're yeah, burning it's a little tough. Fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know I'm burning through f- a little bit faster than normal, but I'm not yeah. having the great days where it's like, oh, I didn't do a bunch of video. I just had like a couple navigation things in the morning and then yeah. a normal day, and I end the day with 70%. Haven't mm-hmm. had that day yet. So yeah. that's something we'll keep an eye on. It's My like, Zen phone's still killing it. But I yeah, bet. Still, yeah, that yeah, thing I bet. rules. I love this thing so much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to just like throw that shot in there. I'm really glad I can get through 24 hours. It's just that compared to the previous Pro Maxes that were getting me literally almost three days. Yeah. I think that the, the A17 Pro chip is just really power hungry while it's active. Yeah. So. That titanium looks so good. It too. does look pretty good. So good. Actually, definitely. that blue, like I would love the that blue. It's actually not bad. I really like it, but just like, yeah. That looks so good. The black looks really good. They killed it with the pro colors. This, this is the first year I didn't order a black phone. I ordered a titanium yeah. one. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I ordered a titanium 15 pro. Are you going to switch to matte titanium all, everything? <laughs> no. <laughs> New shirt, limited I'm shirt. I think I should <laughs> yeah. the max for battery, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. A day of battery. Because I like the cement D-brand skin. It kind of looks like that. Anyway, okay, <laughs> on to uh, a couple other things. Apple also, we wanted to talk about back glass repairs getting cheaper because they mentioned in the keynote, they have yeah. like an actual line in the keynote where they, they said the word repairability on stage, which like never happens, but they really did it. <laughs> and they went and designed the chassis to have a more easily replaceable back glass. Uh, now we see those new back glass replacement prices. They've gone from 5 500 550 bucks on iPhone 12 13 and 14 Pro Max down to 199 on 15 Pro Max. $300 price drop is like $500. I can't believe it was 550 for $500. You could get a Zen phone. (laughs) (laughs) Replace your back glass with a Zen phone. You could replace your back glass or get a Zen phone. I'd rather duct tape my phone shut, which is what a lot of people do. (laughs) You see those things everywhere. You just put the case over it and never take it off again. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, would you rather spend 500 bucks or just put a case on put it? A case put a case on it. Put a case on it, for sure. Yeah. 100%. That's like I mean, a $13 fix. Yeah. 
Wow. But yeah, apparently the new chassis is easier to take the glass off the back and replace it. $200 is still pretty expensive for a Pro Max, but $350 less is a, a mm-hmm. crazy drop. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that's saying. If just before it was way too expensive. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. Definitely- yep. Jeez. <laughs> but I'm glad to see some sort of improvement. It's, like, it's one of those Apple things where you're like, still bad, but thank you for not as bad. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> just many Apple things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other thing we have is just... Uh, Remember how they announced new iCloud storage levels? Yeah. We got pricing for that. Six terabytes is $29.99 a month, and 12 terabytes is $60 a month. Did they talk about having family plans on the bigger options? I did options? not see that yet. Okay. But to be honest, I didn't, yeah, I didn't look that hard for it. Yeah. I was just mostly upset about here that, like, two terabytes is $9.99 a month. So, that, like, I would assume if you are going to jump to 12 terabytes, they should give you somewhat of a discount like like sixty dollars a month is so much make it fifty dollars a month this is the exact same as just paying for the two terabyte yeah it's actually more expensive by three cents (laughs) oh oh, you're right 999 times three is is 29.97 you're right right. and six terabytes is 29 oh that's so funny so it's actually more expensive to buy the six terabyte that's weird that's very funny i'm just saying as someone who has basically no blood family but many different technical families (laughs) i would love to be in a family plan with this (laughs) yeah so (laughs) 12 terabytes like people wondered if we held back anything we said at the apple event the only thing we did was david talking about his family in front of (laughs) front of them to Wait, see who his family was. Grandma's ashes at least. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. The six terabyte is twenty nine ninety nine. And then yeah, it's the just... twelve terabyte is also double but more expensive because it's fifty nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine. So what is that? Six cents more expensive? It's well than I'm the two terabyte. But if you just doubled oh. up the six terabyte and got two twenty nine ninety nines, that would supposed to be fifty nine ninety eight. But it's fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Come on, Apple. That Weird. extra cent, man. Very strange. Okay. Well, that's oh. out there. Yeah. I think that's about all we have for Apple stuff. Stay yes. tuned for the reviews. The reviews yeah. are in the works. We've got a lot to say about these phones and also the watch and the double tap. Underrated, man. I just do this all day now. All day. Yeah. And Ellis yeah. started using an Apple Watch every no. day. No, I I I didn't. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's not true. I started mm-hmm. using it because I wanted a walkie-talkie everyone. It when was we were, fun. Like, shooting stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Because in Ohio, Vin and Brandon were walkie-talking, and I was like, wow, that's the most essential tool on a shoot. And uh, yeah, so I wore it for the trip, and then I got home, and then now I'm still wearing it. And mm, It's crazy how I that know. happens. I've got this beautiful watch box in my apartment that now just goes unopened. It's, it's honestly a travesty. Yeah. Is the walkie-talkie an ecosystem feature? I think it kind is. Kind of. I, th- yeah. I believe so. I mean, yeah. I had to it's wear two watches at the event so that I could walkie-talkie. You now. can only walkie-talkie on you an Apple Watch. You didn't have to do anything. You chose to wear <laughs> no, two watches. No, it was epic. Because no, I was, it was not. I was slacking you guys, and you weren't replying, and I just go, Psh, Adam, this is David over. <laughs> and he's like, Then you David should have just worn the one watch. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, wait, you're not wearing your watch right now. I'm wearing my... Casio 1200 for the thousands of people that have asked me what this watch is. I was it's a modified Casio 1200 with a steel case and some filters. Sick. All right, let's talk about this monitor company because you have this in the notes here, and I I'm like familiar with. I think we saw the monitor, and they made a 
a laptop of yeah, a metal snake it was, it was like a surface like a, yeah. uh, killer back yeah, in the day. It had like an Alcantara yeah. case. It was basically, yeah, it looked just like a surface. Yeah. But what is going on with it's, them now? It's Eve, if you remember. It was from 2017. I believe that was around when the tablet was out. Um, yeah, it was like a tablet, and it had that like Alcantara like yeah. keyboard with it. Um, we got the tablet. We never really did too much with it. Um, and then they started selling monitors. I don't want to go too deep into it, but um, Sean Hollister from The Verge, I think his name is, he just did like this incredible write-up about how Eve, which is now a company called Doe, I believe, <laughs> D-O-U-G-H, am I pronouncing that right? Right? Oh, yeah, like Brett Doe. Doe might be the worst tech name I've ever heard. They're just like, we make your money. Doe. That's what money. I say. Yeah. <laughs> worst stealing your dough yeah. Yeah, is how I... Yeah. But um, so they rebranded. They've had a bunch of monitors they've announced, but like didn't really ship and now they're still releasing new ones but still have old ones that aren't really shipping on the line and there hasn't been a lot of refunds and then they started a new refund process but those people aren't really getting refunds but sean has been covering it Mm. for a long time and he wrote this like really really great verge article that we'll list in the bio and in the show notes and like i highly suggest reading it and if anyone out there has dealt with this company and maybe is having an issue with refunds Go read that article and maybe you'll have a better chance of getting something back. But like, it feels really shady, especially for a company that apparently just buys panels from off the shelf. And you could probably get the same panels from any other reputable monitor company. So yeah, it's a thing. weird, yeah. weird spot. Def- definitely read it. It's long, but it's it's really well written. Is it yeah. just that they're stealing people's refunds? Like, what is happening? Well, they're not giving refunds, and then some of them are giving refund dates past when you could already like um, do a credit card uh like refund or chargeback so like it's just a lot of weird stuff of them promising that they're going to give money back but not giving money back and then also taking money and not shipping things and like still releasing new products and trying to get away from it but still being really shady and it's because they're taking too long to ship the things people already bought yeah or just like not shipping them in Mm. general or not yeah wasn't that tablet thing like an indiegogo back in like 2000 i think that was like definitely 12 or something that was like an og like like 10 years ago some sort of kickstarter thing and now they're just doing like pre-orders on their own site but i think some of those i think there was also i remember the original indiegogo for the tablet like it was supposed to be like 3x the specs of the surface tablet but it was like it looked exactly the same and it took like two years to come out or something Hmm. i remember we got that and then i swore they offered to send us the monitor and i forget if we said yes or no i just don't remember ever hearing from them again and then i I didn't know they renamed their company i thought they just went I don't know. They had a sick red and black logo, though. So, like, nice. probably definitely send it. them your money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dang. But yeah, it it seems like I think everyone should read it just because it's a really good article, and especially if you've ever dealt with them before and are looking for money back. But way more importantly, our next article: Yes, Microsoft Paint yes. is adding layers and transparency. Yes. This is so sick. This is the <laughs> best thing that's happened in 2023. Um story of the year yeah it is this is story of the year so i mean layers are huge if you've anyone's ever used photoshop i hope so um but it like completely changes how paint works because paint was very much a like i do an action and that action is basically permanent now yeah um and then not only can you now use transparent pngs and save as a transparent png but it also has a tool that looks like it will eliminate the backgrounds and like cut a subject out And either save it as a transparent PNG, or if you do it on a top layer, it'll show the layers underneath. Should I be making thumbnails? (laughs) Do you guys know when Paint first came out? No. You want to guess? Oh, God. 
What version of Windows didn't have paint? Ninety four. Do you want to guess, Marquez? When did paint come out? When did paint come out? Ninety one. Are you nineteen eighty five? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is a thirty seven year coming um, situation. Yeah. Somewhere out there, there's a paint diehard who's just like thirty eight years. This is like best day of his life. No, yeah. or he's like, I hate this new update. It yeah. ruins my paint. It ruined just, everything I know. I want to note, do you remember when uh, Microsoft thought that like augmented reality was going to be the future back in like 2017 or so? And then like HP and Compaq and Lenovo made those like Microsoft 3D like AR headsets. So then Microsoft updated paint to make it, they have a paint 3D now oh. that you can do like augmented reality paint in. Oh. And it's just very funny that that came out before transparent BSGs. That's actually incredible. Uh, hey, priorities, man. They're yeah. leaner than you think. That's true. Than you well, think. maybe they were just too early because now the you know the uh, Vision Pro is all AR stuff. So true. We'll be making layers and paint and drawing things in midair. But yeah, yeah I think this is your new thumbnail. Oh wait, no, you use a, a, a Mac. That's probably gonna be kind of hard. We should make, we have to make a virtual machine. Yeah. (laughs) Just for having paint on my Mac. That's right. To make thumbnails. That's how you do it. That's what I'm going to do. It's a pro gamer move. Absolutely. We definitely have to have Tim use this, though, and make a thumbnail in paint, I think. I I don't mind that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Last last thing before the break Dolly 3 is about to come out. It just got announced. Um, Oh, my God. Dolly is kind of the thing that started this whole AI like explosion in the public eye. I remember the week that we found out about Dolly through like a couple Twitter posts mm-hmm. and it was do- when Dolly 2 had just come out. We were like, what what is this generative AI? Like what mm-hmm. is what is generative AI? What is like a large language model? Like what is all this stuff? And it just like we just dove into learning about this stuff. That was and- when we had to like write up what we wanted and send to them and they did the like yeah, the like the prompts, the for, prompts for it and then yeah. we got a bunch of pictures from that like yeah. that's how now you can just like yeah go do it whenever you want so at the time dolly 2 looked like incredible right like comparatively to what we had had before yeah. compared to dolly 1 compared to like anything because we had no idea that you could type in words and get a picture out of it um so now na- but now the, all of this stuff's coming out mid journey is insane now so mm-hmm. dolly 2 looks like child's play at this point um, but now Dolly 3 is coming out and yeah. there's a lot of different stuff about Dolly 3 that makes it updated. Um, it's, mu- it's got much more art to work with, so it's just better in general. Uh, it can take, it works with ChatGPT, So it's like embedded inside of ChatGPT for ChatGPT plus members. And the funny thing is you ask for an image, mm-hmm. but if your prompt is too simple, ChatGPT will expand your prompt to make it more complex so that Dolly is better at doing it because it works better with more words. The AI is better at using the AI tool than you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why do they even need me at this point? I know. It's just, (laughs) you just type in like, you're just sitting there and words are just coming (laughs) You just open the program and it does it for you. Yeah, eventually you're just going to open it up and just look at it and hit enter and it's going to go, I got you, I got you. Uh, It also understands context much better than before. I think previously it had trouble with things like the idea of writing something. So if you did a horrible at that, a teddy bear riding a horse, like it didn't. Oh, can it actually, oh, writing. Writing. Oh, I thought you said writing. 
Like no. if you ask for a stop sign, it makes a stop sign, oh. but then it says like soap on the yeah. stop sign or something. Yeah. Like you can't write anything. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Um, that would be interesting to find out. It's theoretically going to come out in early October. Um, so I'm very excited to try it. And also it allows artists to opt out of OpenAI using their art, which mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how, where they're sourcing all the art from yeah. and how you're going to be able to like label your art as do not use. Yeah, I could see it as like my account on DeviantArt. Yeah, like, like that. I opt out of this and this is where my stuff's posted, but that doesn't take away from where your stuff's already stolen on the internet right, and if yeah. it's pulling it from there. So that still seems like a tough thing to do. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe there's... I could see something in the future of like when you're creating something in the metadata, it has a like I opt out of this being used for whatever. Yeah. But that's supposed to be a, a thing. That's that. that's a thing that's being built right now. Yeah, is that a thing that's being built for I opt out, or is that a thing that's being built for this is AI it's generated art and in the metadata shows that it's made by AI? There's a versus... thing they're working on. Um, it's a whole consortium with a bunch of the camera manufacturers and like Adobe, where within the metadata there's an encrypted level in the metadata that changes every time you've made an alteration to the image it leaves a tag on when that alteration was made and what it was and if it was created by ai it will say ai generated as well Mm. yeah so i believe so (laughs) yeah yeah. i think that's different though than from like i make something and in the metadata, there's something where it's like I'm opting out of this ever being oh, taken, right. like pulled from the end. Like I don't, scraped. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's a thing works. anyone's. It, I don't think it's in the works, but that yeah. would be the best way for that to. Because be I don't done know how do you future. how do you retroactively remove your contributions that's the from thing. the train? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like they already have it trained on something. How yeah. do I like remove what I already? Let's have let them opt trained. out after we have trillions of yeah. images. It's just an awkward conversation because OpenAI is getting sued from like every direction right now from people being like, I did not consent to you mm-hmm. using my stuff. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to be more proactive about it, but it's like the damage has kind of already been done. And now just saying like, we will use your stuff unless you opt out <laughs> is kind of strange. So I don't know. Forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. Um, but no one forgives you. But no, <laughs> and all, yeah. Uh, currently, they have no plans uh, that have been laid out to the public as to have a free version of this, which is interesting. Um, kind of crazy because, you know, they just dropped uh, Dolly 2, they just dropped ChatGPT. Now everything is kind of starting to go behind a paywall. Um, which is interesting for a company that was originally nonprofit and is now a capped profit company. Yeah. Yeah. None of this somehow shocks me at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's do you think, kind of the natural progression of capitalism. Do you think we'll continue to see like the newer versions behind the paywall and then the version gets dropped out of the paywall into oh. like the free version? I don't know. It's probably the easiest way they of doing it. They could do that, but I think that they're keeping I think they're keeping the public access at a like much lower tier just because of like AI regulation hasn't caught up okay. yet and they don't really know what they're That's doing. That's why with it's that not yet. all the money they want to make. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, chugging along. Chugging along. Pretty soon, Dolly will just make whole waveform episodes. That's true. It's really not that far off. <laughs> I'm excited. I said in the Dolly video, I was like, first it makes Can't pictures, wait to take a break. then it makes short animations, then it makes videos, then it makes YouTube videos, then it makes movies. It's just... yeah. We're just chugging along that path, like yeah. one rung of the ladder at a time. Slowly, we're getting. And it there. was less than a year ago that this came. The first one came out. Mm-hmm. Well, Dolly too, but yeah. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, insane. Oh, like yeah. Tim with the new paint versus ChatGPT with Dolly. 
Man, Ellis must be a huge AI fan because he just keeps putting thumbs up over there about all this talk. Thumbs down. <laughs> Big thumbs down. Very sad. Do cool. you guys see the Adobe thing with the Adobe stock thing? What is it? About how a bunch of artists were complaining that if you search their name on Adobe stock, it doesn't serve their profiles. It serves AI art generated to be in their nice. style, even though they all opted out of the wow. the training Ugh. thing. Ugh. Ugh. Thumbs down. That's the worst possible. Thing. <laughs> that is. Like just, uh, this wow. is the weird thing about AI is you can just kind of like dance around the the stuff that they're blocking with like different semantics. Here's and... another one just to make you guys uh, with what's the phrase quiver in your britches or whatever. Um, there's like a long standing <laughs> agreement between Spotify and all the major record labels that Spotify isn't allowed to hold music copyrights. Because as soon as they hold the copyrights to music, they can push those records before the record labels records and just not have to pay anyone royalties on music that they own. Right. Um, uh, so but if they just start generating AI music, they don't even need to copyright it. They can just not pay anyone, period. Oh, interesting. So there's like a huge incentive for them to like fill up their playlists with AI generated music. That, that is interesting. Because then, you know, they just keep all that monthly uh yeah, All the, those monthly fees. It makes me think like one day it's just going to start infiltrating my Spotify weekly. Like at this point, if you hang around TikTok or YouTube long enough or even Instagram long enough, you might without even knowing it stumble past an AI channel, an AI character. And you might not even know it's AI, but it's just another thing or a person in your feed and you don't even realize it. The, AI, the VTuber, whatever. We've been AI for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it could be me. It could be you. But now it could be in your Spotify for you page and you wouldn't even notice. Mm. Or maybe you will notice. Maybe it's horrible music. <laughs> but we'll figure <laughs> yeah, it out eventually. Just, That's interesting. We yeah. should take an ad break before I get any more sad. We should, we should take an ad break. That is a good idea, Andrew. But before we take an ad break, <laughs> we should do trivia. Uh, it's so much trivia. better. That's the normal trivia volume. And we're back to one. Oh, it was yeah. so loud at that whole campus. It's so great. So loud. So first question. <laughs> Dan McCabe led development on the graphics for something called Microsoft Chart, which was a software that was eventually incorporated into Microsoft Excel. What other piece of famous Microsoft software did Dan McCabe help to create? It's a very famous name. At least I can name Microsoft softwares for this one. I can take a guess on this yeah, one. Yeah, Microsoft. That's how I'm treating this question. Name <laughs> a different uh, piece of Microsoft software. And also to the listeners and viewers, uh, there's a Microsoft event tomorrow at the time of recording. So we're not talking about that yeah. because it is tomorrow at the time of recording. But yeah, at the time of viewing, it Here, is Here, let's yesterday. insert what we Follow think might it. happen. Surface blah blah blah, surface, <laughs> blah blah blah. Sorry, Panos isn't here with us anymore. Blah blah blah. More surface. New Zoom. Bing is pretty cool, right? Remember Bing? Support for this show comes from NetSuite, and that's exactly what NetSuite provides: support. But what they really provide is support where you need it because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, welcome back. We have the Amazon event, the thrilling <laughs> Amazon event that still I'm confused about is if it's like private or public event because it's... Yeah. It's the live streamed, but there's is, no embargo, but... The event is private, but the announcements are public. Okay. Yeah. It was very weird. I was watching the stream today. Sure. You guys were shooting something, so you missed the beginning of it. Then you missed the rest of it. You caught some of the end of it, David. Yeah. Um, it, it's an Amazon event. It's like every other Amazon event where they announce a bunch of things. Did. Go for it. We made a new home device, and we put Alexa in it. We Let's made X then. and put Alexa in <laughs> then it. Then we made another one and also put Alexa in it. Okay. I like to yeah, add to the clock and the toaster. That was fun years <laughs> yeah. ago. That was I fun. That. I don't think they did anything as uh, wild in this yeah. one. No they, Astrobot did 2? They? No Astrobot 2. They did show a tile of Astrobot right from the start, and I was pumped. And wow. then they never mentioned our little buddy again. And by buddy, I mean little demon spawn that is like biting <laughs> my him. ankles all the time. I also feel like we're in, in this tech niche. It's another one of those ones where we probably don't know as many people that use Alexa versus Google Assistant and yeah. Siri as home yeah. device things. Alexa is um, way more prevalent, though, with a lot of people. It is. A lot of people that I know that aren't as like techie, yeah. that's what their home, For sure. home automation is, is Alexa. In, yeah. yeah. In 2020, according to The Verge, 25% of U.S. households had at least one wow, Alexa device. really? Of all households, so not just households with smart That's crazy. Assistance. That was it was just like yes. any that, household. And that was 2020? That's, that's that was 2020. Jeez. So did that was they, like six months ago. Did, <laughs> did they have stats on compared to Google Assistant or Siri? One moment. Oh. Well, while you look at that, um, the, the first thing they mentioned in this was the Echo, the Alexa Show 8. The main reason I'm bringing it up here is because the way they described it, I thought, was a little confusing. Okay. And I want, I put a picture of it here, and David and Marquez, you guys missed this part. Mm -hmm. I want you to describe what this looks like. This one right here? Yes. This to me looks like a small children's tablet. Oh, woof. Okay. You know, <laughs> like a seven That's inch. That's not how they describe Like it. a small, like a seven inch tablet with thick bezels because you're going to give it to your kid, but then it like has a stand on the back, which probably has a speaker in it, and mm -hmm. now it's on a kitchen table. And it's got a video call on it. So it most likely is like a Nest Home Hub, right? Something like that, yeah. They so really it, not try to hide this camera at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it is It is similar to like a Nest Home Hub. It's a. It's an Alexa product that has a screen where you can do some stuff. And it does do some cool things. I'll mention that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, the way they described this was edge-to-edge -edge glass. <laughs> what? Oh, I hate when they do And that. I was like... Have you heard other people use that term before? We're yes. used to edge-to-edge -edge screens, which is what we anyone actually cares don't about. most things have edge to edge yeah, glass, I know, but, but the screen is just way smaller yes who cares if it's edge to edge glass when it's got this dummy thick bezel on the <laughs> side of it like yeah this is something we've I, i've heard that before like it's edge to edge I, glass and then you look at it and you're like oh i see why you said it that way because it's not edge to edge screen mm. but the glass is corner to corner neat 
don't really care that, that much really about that. that made me mad. Yeah. I thought that was a very deceiving way of describing this, especially because like these bezels are brutal. And I'm not saying that the like nest home bezels are good. Those are pretty bad also. Yeah, they're pretty thick. Yeah. But like calling this edge to edge glass felt that's pretty funny. Dishonest. Yeah. Um, one thing I did really like about this though is one of the features it has on it is when it's just being a smart display, it has a sensor to tell how close you are to it, which will actually change the UI of what's being displayed, which I think is a neat feature. So like if you're far away, it's only going to show possibly one thing with very large text. And then the closer you get, the more things that will show up on the UI with smaller text because it knows you can see it. Better. That's kind of cool. Um, I think that's really neat. I wish my, I don't think my, Nest Home Hub has that. No. But um, I think that's actually a really, really cool idea. Give it a week. <laughs> <laughs> it also has like, they talked about generative AI and Alexa like within this and then directly after this. And I know David has a lot to talk about it. Mostly from what I saw was like their examples were, hey, what's the score of my favorite football team? And it knew what their favorite football team was and well, that's told not, them the score. That's just context. Or con- no, no, no. It, they were like, Alexa, write me a poem. Were they, okay. Yeah, no, no. There was, there was definitely like oh. generative, or, or they, one of them had Alexa. He was like, I don't remember the exact context, but it was like Alexa, I like broke my foot or something. I can't go to my friend's birthday, and he, yeah. Alexa was like, bet. And then he was like, write, write the text that says no go, no show. Mm. So yeah, definitely okay. generating something. It's they're they're hmm. updating with generative AI. I have many thoughts about this. Um, Shoot. Okay. So it'll be more interesting than the Amazon. <laughs> there, I have like 20 versions of a script that I've been writing ever since this AI stuff started happening because it keeps changing really fast. So I keep changing the <laughs> point of the video. Yeah. Uh, you but, first told me about that script like in literally, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the versions of that video was called Natural Language Computers. And it was a. it's sort of about how the way we interface with devices is going to become just a lot more just natural conversation. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me a lot of when uh, Adam and I were at Android Authority, like in like 2018 or 2017, 2018, and Google Assistant first came out. And one of our bosses thought you, he could just talk to it by going like, hey, gee, um... I left my uh, car at the store and I need to, how do I go get it? And it would just be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And at the time, for a very long period of time, you've had to use these keywords, these prompts that specifically it listened for so that you had to know how to talk to the computer. Mm -hmm, Exactly. But the big update that they're making now is that that's sort of starting to go away. You're able to just sort of talk about things in a more natural way, and it understands the context of what mm-hmm. you need and what you want, and it will trigger commands based on that. So it's not like they're hard, they're, they no longer really need to hard code in like these very specific commands that you're making. Yeah. It understands your context and it can like provide functions based on that. Yeah. And that's like a very nice futuristic way to interface with computers. A really good example that was the Amazon Fire Stick and how somebody was showing off how to start searching for a movie by like some more simple things that was like, I want a movie about sports. But then when it would bring up results, it would say, I want one that I don't have to pay for. I want one that I haven't seen yet. And then even more so, they could say like, me and my family really like video games too. Is there one that like coincides with sports and video games or stuff? And he was asking some like, pretty complicated things you would never expect to ask like just yeah. a google assistant or a simple especially and, not and it was eerie yeah. especially yeah <laughs> yeah can you imagine yeah yeah i yeah i have like my i can attempt to make this sentence in real time my i'm ready thesis on 
accessible high-end computing. Like, Star Trek has always been, this is like my, anyone who's watched Star Trek has always realized like, oh, they have a lot of really good ideas in here. Even though they're not real, they have like a lot of things that actually turn out to be true eventually. Yeah. yeah and that's I why. I don't think I can name all the planets. <laughs> <laughs> but also on that note, apparently the Echo Show 8 looks just like something from Star Trek. Ellis was very I amped about that. that. I yeah. can believe that. But like, you know, With the, the communicator, people like, you know, now we have. We the have smartphones now. Yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of things from Star Trek, and one of the things they always had was computer. Yeah, like they just talked to the computer, oh. and which is why Amazon added it for the Echo. Yeah, you, you can say hey you can computer. Say, yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but the idea at least was like if you're watching this show, you're thinking, wouldn't it be nice if like I could just ask my computer to do things and it would understand me? And as of right now, or as of right before AI. You need, in order to tell a computer to do something, you need it to either learn the UI of the software or learn to code yeah. to be able to talk to the computer to do something. Yeah. And AI just sh just shifted that line. It's flipped it basically. And moved it way, way closer to natural. So you can just tell it something. Yeah. And it can literally write code for you, talk to the computer for you, figure out what to do for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ideally, in the most ideal world, I think accessible computing for everyone is just natural language. That's yeah. the ideal like finish line, I think, yeah. for all this stuff. If you get frustrated at the fact that you need to learn how to code, think about how hard it is for computers to learn English. Much harder, <laughs> okay? Yeah, so it's fair. called a coding language because there's information coded within the language that you are using that is static, that does not change. Whereas natural language is contextual and changes over the generations if i say it's lit fam to my computer you think it's gonna know what that means <laughs> in Until, 1985 when they invented but the other Microsoft thing is paint it didn't know what it's had lit no fam clue what that was. <laughs> alexa show me some lit ass movies right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> i got yeah. you fam Here's I got you. I got <laughs> <laughs> no but that's also the other thing that i think about a lot is the the job of knowing how to code, that job has changed so much because then it's either like, do you become good at prompt engineering for AI or do you become good at writing code to make computers better understand yeah. humans' natural language? Until the computer can just write better code to do that. Oh, that's a lot. That's deep. <laughs> it's a lot of layers that are all it's twisted recursive. together. It's recursive. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with regenerative AI and talking to a computer. Yeah. I just like it to get better. I actually think it's pretty exciting that we're actually finally seeing somebody adding conversational natural language processing mm -hmm. into a product that people actually use every day. Because I don't really think that a text box that we type into is going to be the end state. I think the end state just is talking. either ambient computing where things just happen based on your actions that you do every day or just natural language. The yeah. And I think it's like big that it's being able to understand way more loosely based language on people who might not be that tech because totally. all of us know our family has called us saying, what is wrong with this, this, this? And all of us have just Googled it because we know how to Google things better than they do. Because we're yeah. good at prompt engineering. Exactly. Yeah, we are good at literally yes. early prompt engineering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now yeah. everyone can do that or just yeah. not have to do that anymore, yeah. which means way less phone calls and tech support that all of us have to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems, seems like the products yeah. themselves still get better in baby steps. Like totally. every time yeah. we get a 100%. new Google I.O. and they're like, we've been working on our natural language models and Sundar is like throwing all this stuff on stage. I'm expecting to be able to go home to my assistant <laughs> and be like, all right, open my shades, like open the garage door, order this on Amazon. And I, I still can't quite naturally do any of yeah. the things I want. But I still, once in a while, they'll do something like, oh, instead of saying, hey, 
assistant stop my timer, I just say stop. Yeah. And it knows Slow. because of context. Yeah. Oh, the alarm's going off. He said stop. All right, I'll stop it. Right. Like little by little, we creep towards more natural, but it's not like yeah, blitzing our way there. We just got to get there eventually. And the Amazon uh, demos they showed were not the most advanced. No. Like you just said it every year at Google I.O., like, Sundar always shows off their most advanced version of what they have, and we get all hyped, and we're like, yeah, we can go home and use that. And then what we have at home is like one one trillionth of the power. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously this is going to come out in baby steps. And we were actually talking earlier about how it's kind of bold of Amazon to do a live uh, keynote because a lot of people have started doing pre-recorded keynotes so that they can like skip oh, yeah. over the clunky like live demos and all that stuff that barely works and apparently the wi-fi was hanging on this and <laughs> oh, no. all the stuff so. it's also just like pre-recorded stuff they can redo takes and yeah. i just like watching it just and i understand people are going to stumble over words that's just natural but we've seen so many pre-recorded events now that like seeing a live oh, event perfect. like that again it was just like oh this is this it's real humans. Yeah. Real yeah. humans. Yeah, we're spoiled by the pre-recorded stuff. We need we need to go back to like Steve Jobs asking everyone to turn their Wi-Fi I guess, off. Yeah. I know. The, the keynote. Google I.O. was live though, I guess, and that went pretty yeah. smoothly this year. Yeah, that year went pretty for, smooth. Yeah. Good job. And Dave Burke was incredible at live demos. So yeah. maybe it's just Apple's been spoiling us with yeah. pre-recorded It was pretty stuff. weird that we went in the Steve Jobs theater, all sat down, and then just watched a movie together That's for two hours. That's basically what we did. I mean, it's a theater. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be shocked. Yeah. It's a pretty good screen. But Tim yeah. Cook's just like, hello, in person, and then we watched a movie together for <laughs> yep. two hours. Did you see him That's like come out and like watch it with us? Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know. So didn't he know goes. That. So the, the way it's always set up, and we'll go to break in a second. I swear. But they have. <laughs> they always have it set up where it's like in the bottom, in the front, there's a bunch of Apple employees and Apple people, and I think in the sides, there's also typically a bunch of Apple employees, people who work on campus, and then also some presses there. Mm. And so when you get to certain sections, like whenever you hear the the applause it's always the apple employees who are like yeah this is a clap worthy one guys make oh. sure you clap journalists we're just typing and like writing stuff down but like yeah. you hear the claps for things and apple employees who genuinely have no idea what the announcements will be sometimes clap at those things but yeah the front row is always like tim craig mm -hmm. like jaws like all those guys so i just remember him he comes out on stage he goes good morning five times and then he goes let's watch a movie together and then he walks off stage and i just remember his apple watch like glowing as he walks off stage and then the movie starts, and I just see his hair, like, walking into the front row and sitting down in the front row. And I'm like, yeah, we're just watching a movie together. Sounds like a Pixar film. That's funny. Yeah. My favorite thing that they announced, which was very okay. small. Yeah. It was part of, um, I think just for, like, all the Alexa Echo products, um, the, like, smart speakers, was having a motion sensor on it that can sense if somebody is in the room and how much activity there is in the room and being able to automatically control your lights based on that. Mo Which I think is nice. Seems like something that should have existed for a long time. Yes. It has the like motion sensor built into the speaker. Right. So then when you enter a room, it can turn the lights on based on that. And then I don't remember if they explained what the, the activity level thing was, but I guess dim lights change lights based on how much activity is going on and that that all sounds a little way more confusing <laughs> but i just would love my smart okay. speaker to turn my lights on when i come into a room i feel like i've had this for a while do if, you have motions separate motion sensors like a philips hue setup you can get a motion sensor you but can it's get a separate, a separate motion, motion sensor center. right this will just be similar thing if if the nest hub mini has been like yeah. analyzing your sleep <laughs> I feel like it should be able to turn your turn lights on when you walk lights in the on. Yeah, Especially because I can already ask it to turn the lights on. Yeah. Like, just know that I'm there. I feel like it's similar to this, like, walking up in the UI changing. Like, but before when you're talking about timers, too, like, 
can it see me if a timer goes off and it sees someone walk into the room and like open the oven and be like, oh, I can probably turn this off. Without I feel like them. we're so close to that. My, we're close to I, that. I have the Nest Hub where like it shows the clock usually, but when I walk up to it in the morning, it sees my face and it says, hey, Marquez, and shows me my stats for the day. It's so close to just being like, all right, I can see what's going on in the room. Let me just handle things that I know should happen. Oh, no one's in the room anymore? Lights off. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. This just seems like a privacy nightmare to me. Well, it already is a privacy (laughs) nightmare, and I get no benefits. It's it's all there already, and I don't get the benefits. If you're just going to watch me all the time, give me some extra features. If you're going to watch me sleep, turn my lights off. If it's going (laughs) to be a nightmare anyway, let me get some convenience out of it. For sure. All right. That's a great place to leave it off. Uh, But before we take our break, of course, let's do one more trivia question. Title of this episode, Amazon event, my nightmare. (laughs) Make my nightmare helpful. (laughs) Microsoft Paint was released. In what year? In 1985. Nice. It was released as a reaction to what software released by a competitor in 1984? And if you don't think you know the answer... 1984, the year might help. Really? (laughs) Why? I have an answer, but I know it's not right. But I know Ellis will like the answer. That was a good hint, Ellis. Uh, I'm proud of you. Okay, I have an answer. Oh, let me write this one. Do you think it's right? I just don't want to forget it because you said that's. I'm just going. Why does 1984 help? That didn't help me at all. Orwell Software. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Welcome back, my friends. Today, 
and this part of the podcast, we're talking about Microsoft again, except a different arm of Microsoft, Xbox. Ah, Xbox. So if you haven't been aware, there has been this court case going on because Microsoft was trying to buy Activision and then everybody sued them um, because that would make them be owners of a large part of the gaming landscape. So they're in court currently fighting a lot of different people. Uh, but as part of this case, they had to basically bring forward some like internal documents. And one of the people who brought one of the documents to the courthouse or uploaded it, accidentally mm. attached like way more pages than they meant to attach of internal documents. Oh no. So they ended up leaking like an, a huge roadmap for like a bunch of their games and products that they had no intention of letting people know about. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. It was very funny. Uh, they thought the FTC leaked it and they blamed them. And then the FTC was like, Elman, oh no, it was you. They tweeted like the head of the FTC or whatever had to <laughs> really? tweet that like, this was on you guys. This ain't us. Sorry, bro. Yeah. So they, there was a lot of like pretty weird stuff. Like they had mapped out that Elder Scrolls 6 was not going to be on PlayStation. Which if they if the Activision deal went through. oh yeah it was like, I missed that stuff. it was like okay. weird it was like it's gonna be on PC and Xbox but not PlayStation like specifically like, said not PlayStation yeah it nice. had like it nice. had like these like green checks if it was going to be on that platform and a red X if it wasn't Oof. and that was mapped for the roadmap and it was like bro their whole defense was that they were not going to make the gaming industry worse and that's yeah. direct <laughs> evidence. Behind their back is a roadmap of how they will do exactly that. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, so another part of that is they are releasing a new Series X refresh, which is cylindrical and looks like a router. It's, it's not a box exactly anymore. exactly like a router. Yeah. Oh, actually, kind of yeah, that's purifier. my air purifier. Yeah. yeah. Wait, it's not a box. It's not a box. I know, it's not an Xbox. It's, it's the, the X. X I didn't even think of that. (laughs) You can't call it that. That name's taken. You can't call it that. YouTube Red? (laughs) All right, we're cutting that. You can't call it that. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That was was actually... (laughs) In real time, realizing you can't say that. That was hilarious. (laughs) Intro clip, baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a box anymore. Yeah, so now it's this like cylindrical thing. Which is yeah. strange. Um, they say it's beautiful in a new design. It has, it has up to two terabytes of storage. Wait, they didn't say beautiful. They said it's adorably it says, all digital. It says beautiful and innovative. Oh, does it? Oh, but adorably all digital. All for I hate, I, I, we can talk about that later. What a so you don't need a you don't need it to be a box anymore because you don't need the disc slot, so you can make it whatever yeah. shape you want. So of course the box is now a circle. It's cool. like pretty completely redesigned. They have a USB C port for power delivery in the front, um, oh, up to cool. two terabytes of storage, and a brand new controller that is like completely different it looks real the controller looks nice i mean the 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 whole it's a refresh um it's like two ter i can't tell if it's two terabytes of storage or up to two terabytes of storage it Um, says two terabytes of storage on the image Uh, keep in mind this is all like exact this this stuff that they made internally a little bit ago so it could it is subject to change it's part of like a giant presentation that has some stuff we'll talk about later as well but wi-fi 6e um no, like we said, no disk drive, uh, two terabytes of storage, $500, some reduced PSU power usage. Um, I hate that it says adorably all digital. It's like, just say it's all digital. You don't need to try and like gaslight me into thinking yeah. that the digital part is, is like adorable. good for me. Like yeah. Ugly, yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up. Claire, look how adorable my all digital Xbox Expansion. is. Um, but yeah. th- that was kind of weird. The, the new controller looks kind of cool. It has like raised to wake. So people are wondering if it has different types of like 
sensors. Yes, yeah, like, like gyros, gyros are in it, sensors. so that looks cool. I also just want to throw out there. I like the Xbox controller better than the PlayStation controller. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I dude, knew that would be a hot, a hot topic. The Xbox but... controller kind of became like the de facto controller. Like when Logitech makes like a fifteen dollar yeah. cheap controller, it's modeled after the Xbox. Yeah. Controller. And anytime you see a PC game being played on something else, they they always plug in an Xbox controller. It's well, weird. The Rocket League scene Microsoft seems pretty split when I watch Windows. Rocket League streamers. Um, yeah. True. Yeah. True. I guess Microsoft but that's does because make Ro- it a little easier. Yeah. But <laughs> Rocket I, League did get big on PlayStation though. Yeah, but like there PC. are a lot of PC players that use uh, PS5 controllers. Well, wasn't the, the demo of like playing games in the Tesla screen? Wasn't that an Xbox controller? Yeah. Like anytime I see a demo like that, it seems like it's always an Xbox controller. I will say I like the Xbox controller's ergonomics. Yes. Yeah. That's better, what I like better. And I wish I could combine them with the PlayStation's layout. The. Yeah. Wait, what? The PlayStation controller is thinner and has worse ergonomics but i wish i could take oh. that and put it and map it out onto the, like xbox. the xbox layout i like ergonomically better than i like the size of it. i knew the we size were best friends gamers <laughs> rise up. you guys are both wrong for a reason it's fine <laughs> no, i mean the ps5 controller is the fantastic PS5 and i understand yeah. it is better than an xbox controller but ergonomically i like the xbox controller better i think and mm-hmm. someone who's an actual like windows engineer can probably explain this to me on twitter better than i can but i think both the Xbox controller and Connect have like class compliant e drivers baked into Windows because yeah. I have lots of third party software in my computer um, that was written originally for Windows that will plug into both of those pieces of hardware like seamlessly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like something tells me that these devs are not going out of their way. There's to, like, like a controller driver exactly inside yeah. of Windows and it like its default state is like an Xbox controller. I, yeah. Effectively. Yes. That's yeah. why Logitech like makes all their controllers look like an Xbox controller because the, they bu- map the, the buttons and the driver map uh, exactly the same. Makes sense. I always, whenever I was playing a Dolphin emulator um, on my computer, it was always mapped to that. If we totally want legally, we Wait. could get a Kinect and a PC and we could control all the lights in this room with Kinect. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wait, are we just skipping that? Wait, what? what? Skipping what? <laughs> 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 Did no you hear that? You heard that? Yeah, wait. What? <laughs> wait, guys. You don't know about Dolphin emulator? Oh, guys. Sorry. The, wait. Emu- the emulator is called Dolphin. Yeah. Oh. It's the most popular emulator. You have oh, to understand how that was very confusing to me. <laughs> but that's still how I saw it, and I didn't think it. Really? There is wait, goats. Wait, you guys said he was emulating a dolphin? There's goat. <laughs> That's oh my! You never heard of Goat Simulator? No, I have. Yeah, no, this is oh. this is a GameCube emulator called Dolphin. Well, well, I'm, that's I'm just not surprised by if it was a game he, where he was a dolphin. Dolphin is like one of the most popular emulators. I think if we can rewind, you yeah. said whenever I play Dolphin emulator. Whenever I was playing a Dolphin emulator. Oh. <laughs> Which in my head, I immediately pictured you. Playing Dude, Dolphin in college, Emulator. In college, I played Dolphin Simulator <laughs> I'm right there so with you. much. I did yeah. play Truck Simulator, so I can't even talk. I also want to say that I've never used a PS5 controller, but it actually looks very nice. You should. Oh, the you haptics should are crazy. Really? The trigger, the like adaptive trigger, whatever it's called, oh. is fantastic. Just play Astro's Playroom. Adaptive yeah. Adaptive. The, uh, the triggers. The, the feedback gets. Get different amounts of feedback based like pressure, on. pressure. Yeah. What you're doing. Ooh. So like there's a game. Oh, the bow and arrow thing? Yeah, the bow mm-hmm. and arrow thing. So the more you squeeze a trigger, the you feel like you're press. pulling it taut and then Whoa. you like shoot it and it like releases what? the pressure. It's And it's fast. Wow. It's good. I'm such a boomer. Yeah, that, that controller is really good. Damn, this is awesome. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, maybe they're better than Xbox then. Who knows? <laughs> there, it is. there it is. In this presentation, we didn't just get to see the next refresh. We got yeah. to see no a couple way. years down the road, Theoretical, potentially, too. Really? Yeah. I guess the presentation, though, is kind of old. So this is like their roadmap into the future. But they had a 2028 section yeah. that mentioned a couple ideas. And there's a bunch of different stuff in here but it essentially comes down to it seems like they're trying to make some sort of handheld device that's cloud hybrid that is using cloud-based systems to be able to power a cheaper device to play mobile games for under a hundred dollars uh yeah right for what year 2028 i believe it said that's a long time Dang, away that's what i was saying it five like, years who, who knows if we're going to be doing that in 2028 because <sighs> we're barely doing it now. i'm wondering if it's yeah. because if the presentation <laughs> was older and like they were road mapping oh. too far ahead or it did seem like there were some things that had to do with um like what components <clears throat> they could get properly for it yeah because we are seeing stuff like that now but we're also not seeing like fantastic versions of that right now yeah um yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like this is like a wish list, right? Because it's like next-gen yeah. ray tracing, dy dynamic yeah. global illumination. It's kind of just like, this is the stuff that we hope that we'll have at that point. Yeah, improved um, processing. Yeah. I also want to note that the the Xbox head guy, Phil Spencer, Spencer, Spencer he like came out and was like, this is an old deck. Things have changed. We are excited to announce the actual products when we're ready to announce them. That's yeah so well, that's just like you know one we way we can that. kind of tell how this how old that was or how accurate it was is it did say that this xbox series s x refresh is like last week of october or yeah. like right well, before november out, though. well i'm just saying if it does come out then then, then we know it's if accurate. it's a little more accurate than what he's trying to play it up that's to be. true um yeah. but still 2028 even if it was accurate now, who knows what actually yeah. comes out there. I don't um, think you can map five years ahead of time and know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be some new trend they're going to be five years late to. Yeah. Interesting. Like dynamic so, yeah, But this is a huge leak, and I just also thought it was hilarious that the FTC had to say, like, David, we didn't do this. You need to stop triggering everyone mentioning ray tracing. Sorry. I Yeah. I also want to... <laughs> We I want to make it know. Oh, yeah, who knows if Nvidia is going to invent a new ray tracing? <laughs> I misspoke last week on the podcast. And and our I'm, tech I'm audience. sorry to everyone. I did. I did watch it back, and I did say invented. Oh, did you? I didn't I, take it as that. What I meant I... when I said that was that they brought it to like consumer products for like the gaming products. It brought the ray it, tracing people. It brought it into mainstream for sure. Like yeah. we were talking about ray tracing. I still a lot of people were talking about ray tracing. It was around before. <laughs> <laughs> I still should, I still should not have said invented. Um, so I'm sorry to the people that I offended. But <laughs> what I meant was that they brought it to like a more consumer audience. No, you're canceled. Anyway, that's it. I don't know, yeah. Well, this is also David's last sorry. episode. It sounds like he's more sorry <laughs> that he got caught than yeah. sorry for what he did. Wow. <laughs> Don't worry, we've taken away his paycheck from last month. It's, we've yeah. punished him correctly for yeah. those. Y'all are savage. No, we've issued our, our correction. Everyone's on the same page now. We're all good. Yeah. Also, if anyone wants like way more information about this, there are a lot of other people that do way more console stuff that we yeah, do and know more. Sure. So like Judner, your average consumer, yeah. Austin Evans, I'm sure are all over this right now with way more information. I bet I, Austin already has one. I'm <laughs> probably. I think I found this from Austin posting that this is like the biggest Xbox leak he's ever seen. Yeah. So Oh, wow. Go check out those channels if you want way more information on consoles. Um, yeah. But 
we had to talk about it a little bit. It's and fun I to just talk about. I like the controller. Yeah, it's fun to talk about with the asterisks that I don't really play any video games at all. So except for Dota two, and this dolphin and dolphin, <laughs> and dolphin and simulator. And, dolphin simulator. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will head into trivia. I wrote trivia. down my. I wrote down the second answer. I need to hide it while I show you my first answer. <laughs> so I forget the quick questions. recap on the points. Marquez. Do we have to do this every week? Yes. Marquez <laughs> with nine. Andrew with one, two, kind of the one, five. Five? That's not as bad as it used to be. No. David with nine. Okay. So David and Marquez are tied with nine. Wow. Dan McCabe. He created something called Microsoft Chart, which was a software that was eventually incorporated into Microsoft Excel. What other piece of famous Microsoft software did he help create? He is a famous guy. Like he I is. know that name. Yeah, same. It like tickled my brain. Oh, gosh. Famous Microsoft software. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Or is it an I almost want to say infamous Microsoft software. Infamous? Ooh. There's a hint. Uh I <laughs> wait, he, he I'm gonna anything? be so mad if this is what it is, but or if it's and not what I wrote. Time. Okay. Flip them and read. What do you guys got? Uh, I hope you're wrong, Marquez, because that's the other thing oh, I wanted to say. And then he right. said infamous, and now I'm Marquez is probably right. Say it. That. I uh, I wrote Clippy. Okay. Oh. Nope. I wrote PowerPoint. Nope. <laughs> I wrote PowerShell. Nope. Okay. Whoa. What is that? Infamous. The answer. Why do I know his name so well? Microsoft Paint. Is that wait, really what it was? Wait, I thought you said he made Microsoft Paint. He, no, he made, made Microsoft a... Chart. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Well done. Great. An- yeah. How proud are you that none of us got I'm that? I'm so proud. We wow. got God. so proud. This is my moment. This is the same Alice thing. is so disappointed in us. I'm this sorry. is the same thing where you're like, so what do you eat steak with? A fork. What do you eat <laughs> salad with? A fork. What do you eat macaroni with? A fork. What do you eat soup with? A fork. <laughs> I don't eat soup with a fork. I eat it with a spoon. It's like the same thing. Yeah, we've because been talking about paint for so long. I literally thought your question was he wrote paint. What else did he make? Well, he did do paint. I guess. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. crazy. I asked Adam, I was like, do you want I- me to change my trivia question? Because since mine's like about paint, I kind of like throws yours off he was like nah we're good <laughs> you're good because these idiots aren't gonna catch on i'm just glad none of us got it <laughs> I'm all right <laughs> microsoft paint released 1985 as a reaction to what software which came out in january of 1984 why does this have to do with george orwell you're not thinking tacky enough oh apple <gasps> oh wait <gasps> <laughs> All right, close button. <laughs> Get the button going. Uh, what is the Apple version of Paint called? Who cares? Flip them and read. <laughs> what did you write? Kid picks. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. It was an old like drawing software on Apple, right? Oh man, I hope that's so. a good guess, right? It's oh great, wow, it's a great yeah. guess. It's okay, wrong, wait. But... Can you please explain it better? KidPix is this really fun uh, art software for kids that was like a big part of my childhood. It has like a great sound effects package. It's like super entertaining to use if you're a kid. Um, K i d p i x KidPix. I'm sure if Horrible like SEO. I'm sure if you. <laughs> <laughs> now it has an X. It's okay. 
Anyway, I wrote Apple, but Apple software. Yeah, I wrote Apple Paint, which doesn't exist, right? It, Unless it does. Oh. It <laughs> is Apple, but is the it? software is called Mac Paint. Oh, which does Marquez, Apple Paint count? I, oh. Does Apple Paint count? Yeah, count? Mac Paint. Marquez, I thought you used Mac Paint in the Dope Tech episode of Bill Nye the Science Guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, I definitely. That's the only time I've ever used Mac Paint, but I definitely I've never did. used it. I wrote Apple Paint. Yeah. Uh, my assistant, my <laughs> lovely producer, is telling me that that <laughs> that's what I said out of my mouth. Unfortunate, unfortunately. All but right. if I get a bunch of angry messages on Twitter, that that no, question that shouldn't was count. Not clear. That shouldn't count. Don't message him on Twitter. That's y'all. I should have heard the question. Yeah, hara- bully him on. You know Twitter. what's crazy? <laughs> that first question with the with the paint thing. I my first thought when you said it was oh obviously paint because we're talking about paint right now and then the second time you asked it I thought the question was who else who wrote paint what else did he make yeah. when I first wrote I, the question totally I was originally going to be like so we were just talking about Microsoft Paint and then ask you guys the question oh, but I thought that was really tricky evil, yeah, that would have been too much that's, that's really evil that's crazy well it was still, we it was well, it still worked it still, yeah, it still worked still too so. much. Well, right. zero points across the board for everyone this trivia round. That's okay, though. It's going to happen sometimes. We're yeah. going to get some right next time. That's the way it goes. Mm, I wish. Wow. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Either way, this has been a fun episode. Stay tuned for the videos we talked about that are in the works, of course, on the other channels. But also, go free free to watch the other stuff that we've already made. Check out the links in the show notes. We've got articles. we got videos. All kinds of good stuff. Until the next one, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Catch you in the next one. Peace. Waveformers produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rovin. We're partnered with the Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music was created by Vean Sill. <laughs> nice Sorry. jet noises. That yeah. was an interesting sound. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> jet from the inside.